If only you could control what other people do. How much would you pay to control someone else for 60 seconds? Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Today, we're talking to you, the people on the other side of this podcast. Welcome, Pastor McKillop. Welcome. So how much would you pay? I want to know how come you just limited it to 60 seconds. I want to know. I'm a control freak, and I would like to control you for 90 seconds. Why did you say 60? Or have you ever thought about, I wonder if you know, some successful, some uber successful person, if they could come into my life, what would they change? You know, like Steve Jobs, like, would I just have to start like eating kale 24 seven and probably taking very bad chemicals into my body to get inspired like those guys do? (laughs) You know, the control of our lives is what we're talking about today on Kingdom Speaking. You know, you mentioned Steve Jobs. Yeah. I, um, that's been a number of years ago. It just, that, that brought it back to me. Mm-hmm. I was preaching for brother Ken Bo, mm-hmm. and he took me to this fine steakhouse mm-hmm. and it's, it's noted in, in the Seattle area mm-hmm. for being the go-to spot for steak. And so while we're there, vegan we, steak. Yeah. Oh yes. Plant-based meats. <laughs> So while we're there, uh, quit trying to control this narrative here. Let me do my thing. <laughs> so while we're there, we're asked the waiter, you know, who is the who's who that you've mm-hmm. waited on? And he mentioned, man, last night, Bill Gates was in here. Whoa. And so he waited on him. And so out of curiosity, I asked him, so what What would Bill Gates order mm-hmm. in this fine establishment? To which he responded, he doesn't order anything. His wife orders it. (laughs) (laughs) Old Bill just gave over the controls. Yeah, he just, yeah. You know, he controls millions and billions of dollars worth of enterprises. And his wife runs the menu. He's probably so sick and tired of making decisions when he goes home at night. You know what? Just feed me. Just put something on the table. (laughs) As we open up today, we should pause and say a big thank you to our Kingdom Speak audience. For sure, absolutely. So I wanted to give a shout out here. <clears throat> so for the month of June, I'm going to read out five states that are the most loyal. And we'll see. We'll read them out at the end of July and we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. So the month of June, top listenership in the United States goes to the state of California. Congratulations. Ba-doom. New York, Maine, Virginia, and Texas. Come on. So you know who you are. Thank you for your listenership. Oh, that's awesome, man. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, New Brunswick, obviously, our home province. Second is Ontario, Nova Scotia, Quebec, and Alberta. How cool is this? That's neat. Love the analytics. So we're growing. We're growing. So thank you again. Great. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Wherever you join us from, uh, we might as well give a poll for subscribers right now. So wherever you're joining us from, uh, do us a favor and subscribe if you haven't already. Click the bell on YouTube. Um, And then the next thing, and we're working on this, we're going to be coming out with an announcement soon on a way for our listeners to engage more uh, through an online forum about these episodes. Um, Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, good stuff coming. Good stuff coming down the and pipe. And we got some good guests lined up. Yes. Starting next week. So. That's right. That's right. We're about no, ready to... No, we're not going to tell you. Oh, if we told you... We are control freaks. That's right. <laughs> so we're not going to tell you. So I've always thought about control freaks. I've met a few in my life, haven't you? Been exposed to the odd... The odd one, yes. And once you encounter a good one, and I mean not an average control freak, but somebody who goes above and beyond, it makes you more aware of 
your own actions. Yeah. To say, yeah. oh man, just whatever. If they yeah. want to do that, go ahead. Yeah. You know, um, have you ever have you ever heard of David Allen? Um, he's no, he's an author, and it, he wrote a book, and it really kind of became a movement of sorts. You read books and stuff. Hmm. Ones with pictures. <laughs> you know, they get this cool thing out now where books can read to you. Oh. Yeah, try that. It might work for you. What does a book sound like? Yeah, audible. <laughs> it sounds audible. Hey, we should start that. Yeah. It'd be an ingenious idea. idea. Stay good. tuned. So he wrote this book called Getting Things Done. Yeah, I have heard of the, the phrase. Okay. Yeah. And we should like do it. We should have had a book here. I should have. Let's get him on the podcast. Yeah, okay. David, we know you're out there. Thank you for listening. Yes. <laughs> it became known as the GTD movement. But mm. um, I was listening to an interview by him a while back. And um, I want to I leave a quote mm -hmm. that he made that really impacted me. We live in a world that is addicted to control. Mm-hmm. They just try to control the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, everything else, but they never attempt to control themselves. Wow. That was kind of like um, the sledgehammer to the forehead moment. Mm -hmm. we, we are definitely in a society that is addicted to control. Yes, sir. I, I think he's he's rung the bell. And what year was this that. written? Well, that's a good question. It's a while yeah, it's ago. Been a while I, I, ago. It, it's, it's been at least, I think the interview was at least three years ago. So, you know, we want to control everything. We want to micromanage everything. We, we, want, to, we want to control how fast... Oh, I shouldn't have thought of this. See, we want to control everything from how fast the lane moves at the fast food mm -hmm. restaurant. Have you ever sat in a lane and wondered, this is false advertisement? There's no yeah. way this is fast food. Take the sign down. I got to give you one of my. So we have this thing. We don't have Chick-fil-A, at least in this part of Canada. Is Chick-fil-A no. in Canada at all? I think so. And Certain maybe like Toronto. Yeah. yeah. They need to come to Plaster Rock. But come on, guys. We anyway. know you're listening. We know you're listening. Yeah. We do have these things called Tim Hortons, mm -hmm. things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And so here is has this ever happened to you? You you pull up, mm -hmm. you've got three other buddies with you in your car, your wife, mm -hmm. your family. You say, uh, yeah, I'd like to have um medium double double. And you can hear them hitting the button, you know. Mm -hmm. ding. You see it on the screen now. It pops up, and it is immediately followed by this very courteous, anything else? <laughs> before you have a chance to continue? <laughs> like, before I get to uh, yes. introduce the idea, I have my wife with me and my son with me. And so it, it's like every time you order something, it's anything else, anything else. They, they don't have the, you know, that courteous Chick-fil-A, we are here to serve you. My pleasure. It is my pleasure. <laughs> right, right. So I, I've, I've dreamt of doing this. Mm -hmm. Someday, I'm going to take one of our church buses <laughs> and fill it full of 40 or 50 people. And if I can find a Tim Hortons or a fast food establishment that I can navigate the drive through I'm going to wear out the anything else phrase. It's like, yes, we have 55 more people that we are. <laughs> anything else. But all of that comes back to, you know, we want to control every aspect mm -hmm. of, of life, but it's always externally driven. Have you ever noticed that? Or at least the propensity is, it's externally driven. I want to control how you treat me. That's I want right. to yeah, control yeah. how you think about me versus controlling me. And I really mm -hmm. think that's a key principle that David Allen was dropping. 
And ironically enough, there's another book that I read every once in a while mm-hmm. that seems to be inundated with that same philosophy, controlling yourself. Hmm. Have you ever have you ever noticed that um, blame is kind of treated like the hot potato? Oh yeah. Why would I? Why would I take the credit for it when I can give it to someone else? Yeah, like it's just let's just hand it off. It's, but it's, when it's, it's success, pour count, it on me. Count pour it me in. Yes, pour it on. <laughs> I didn't do it. He did. Yeah, I'll take responsibility for success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always, you always want to throw that off on someone else. Yeah, but I believe that these are signs of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's writing to Timothy. And he says, you know, just warning you, son, perilous times are coming. Mm-hmm. Men are going to be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers. And he drops a word in there that that, that is not used mm-hmm. a lot in, in our everyday modern vernacular, incontinent. Which really, by definition, means a lack of self-control. All of those guys mentioned there, people, people kind, truce breakers, false accusers, despisers of those, all of those people, you could say, have a very lack, a blatant lack of self-control. Yeah. No, no discipline. No filter. Yeah. Unhinged. It's, it's and, and, and those kind of people, and is that not the sign of the time? Bro, that is the screaming headline of our world right now. No self-control. There's not enough control freaks in our society. Where are the control freaks? Defined, as David Allen would say, or defined as the Word of God would say. It's very true, very true, as I think about this right now. like All of these movements are, we need to stop this. We need to do this. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, hey, my name is John. You know, I've been nasty to the guy at the drive-thru. Yeah. And I am pledging on my social media today that I am very sorry for that. And I'm not going to do that anymore. Bro, that would go so viral. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would even no. watch that. No, that doesn't, that doesn't make any, any societal waves at all. But the impact would be astronomical Mm. if everybody please do not choke at the oversimplification of the solution to fix the world right here but if everybody would just control themselves yeah everything would be fixed think about it just like that i know the problem is is that the moment that people it dawns on them that they can't control external aspects of their life it's like they shove the clutch on control in general mm-hmm. and they just don't want to control anything, namely themselves. So if I can't control every other aspect of my life, then why would I control myself? I become the the uh, the classic example, mm. the poster child for the adolescent temper tantrum in aisle seven because I just can't get my caramel bar. Yeah. First world problems. If I can't control you, then I don't want to control me. So let me ask you this. Do you think Christians do a good job of controlling themselves? And should they be able to control themselves better? I think that's the root of being a disciple. Discipline is the root of discipleship. All right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So when I am... When I, okay, let, let's 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 talk let's talk parenting right now, mm-hmm. and it's a progressive thing, and I believe it is even in 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 the walk as a child of God, mm-hmm. as we go milk to meat. Mm-hmm. That when I have a child that's that's two years of age, I'm controlling him as a parent. Oh, yes, you're a I terrible am. person. Yes. Oh, my word. I can't believe you just said that. Yes. I'm a very condescending. I'm a control freak. You make decisions for him? I do. 
Like, don't jump on my couch. Wow. Yeah. We may need to re-record this. Yeah. <laughs> or here's one. Don't run out in front of that truck. Yeah, that's a bit extreme. <laughs> Jumping on the couch is, is, yeah. Yeah. Why am I doing that? I am doing that not because I am just trying to flex my muscles and I'm trying to exercise. No, it is for his well-being. And while he is maturing to the point that he develops the skill set yep. that he can determine that road is a danger to me, mm -hmm. then I have to control him. Stove hot. Yeah. But hopefully, as he matures, the relationship between child and guardian changes. It it has to evolve. Hopefully. And when you run to the other end of the spectrum, and now you've got a 25-year-old child that is still tethered to mama's apron strings. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, he's 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 rotated the sun 25 years, but yeah. he doesn't have 25 years of maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're still having to hold his hand at 25 years of age to keep him from clearing the grocery shelves, <laughs> then... You, there's been somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Yes, yes. But not by me. Yeah. Not by me. We would hate to blame anyone. Yes. Back to the hot potato, right? It's, we got to hand it off. Now, it's humorous and infuriating if you happen to be trying to grocery shop at the same time mm -hmm. as that whole meltdown is going on. Mm-hmm. But man in the kingdom of God, after 20 years, you really should be able to say no to yourself. Mm -hmm. I asked someone the other day, wasn't even a member of our church, it was a professional that I was having a conversation with, and I asked her in the discussion, how long has it been since you've said no to yourself? Mm -hmm. not, not, not no to somebody else. And not know over something that is blatantly, obviously, societally, in her case, or biblically, morally wrong. Yeah, yeah, I get it. There's no bragging rights for me not going out and murdering somebody. Nope. You know, I just said no because I didn't choke the guy out. <laughs> I, I was exhibiting self-control. Well, kudos to you. Mm. But how long has it been since you've said no to you mm. over something that really, okay, Paul said, all things are lawful, mm -hmm. but not everything's expedient for me, exactly where I'm at right now in this moment. How long has it been since you've exhibited self-control? So coming back to your question of discipleship, mm. this is the root of becoming a disciple, and it's also a sign of the end times. People, yeah. in these perilous times, are not going to be able to say no to themselves. You know, everything that's going on in our world right now really is in the book. Yes, sir. It's an indicator. Go. It's not just earthquakes that we need to be watching. And it's not just rumors of wars that we need to be watching. Mm -hmm. But the complete and abject absence of yeah. being able to control yourself mm -hmm. is a sign of the time. Yeah, and we could do another entire episode, maybe like on protest and you know, yeah, social yeah. movements. And there, there's a place for people to speak out when there are injustices. However, yeah, but just as a point of caution, there, a mm -hmm. lot of those are more rooted in constitutions than they are the word of God. Yes, for sure, for sure. So what I'm getting at with this is because I disagree with what you did to producer Randy, <laughs> can I go kick down the door at the local music store and get myself a new Gibson Les Paul guitar? For sure you can. Well, because you mistreated brother Randy. You, you know that's going to help you with your, with your injustice. Oh, the salve in the wound of playing a brand new guitar, USA made, Yeah. right? The Louis Vuitton handbag will help. Oh. There's just a Nothing soothing... <laughs> calming effect the smell of the french leather yes yes, yes absolutely <laughs> no you know what i'm not sure anybody's gonna listen to this no but you know what i mean that 
you you did something and you had poor self-control, but now I'm going to lash out and do something in blatant lack of something. We digress, but you know what no, I mean. Absolutely. Okay. Proverbs says, he that will not rule yeah. his own spirit. His own. His own spirit is like a city that is broken down hmm. and without walls. You know, a, a lot of times we emphasize that it uh, that it has no walls but it's broken down the system destroyed the infrastructure mm -hmm. that makes the city function mm -hmm. is broken down okay there's no happy there's no happy residence in a city that's broken down so contentment is gone and then it's defenseless so a man that that and boy, boy, this this is if if every one of us are really honest with ourselves, mm. we're all guilty of this. Oh, bro, you know it. We're all guilty of this. The moment that a man won't control himself, <clears throat> maybe I can say this this way: the moment a man won't control himself is the moment that a man is easily controlled by everyone else. Yes, sir. And you will be controlled. Man, I don't want to be so easily controlled that a headline can mess up my day. A, 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 a social media post can put me into a rant. Yeah. That, that, that affects my city. Mm -hmm. So every time I'm trying to raise my son, God's blessed me with an incredible son. Every time I'm trying to raise him to be disciplined. I'm literally handing him another brick to put a wall around the city, the boundaries of what will be his life, so that he can't be so easily controlled by everyone else. It takes self-control when the world is burning down around you mm -hmm. for your city not to go up in smoke. That is an expression of self-control. Here's here, let, let, let me let me throw this out there just for your consideration. Mm -hmm. This is a, a an example. Proverbs says it: the borrow borrower is servant to the lender. Yeah. How much of this is going on in our world right now? The implications of this are far broader than than the Royal Bank of Canada mm -hmm. and and lending rates. The borrower is servant to the lender. We have got a society that so readily picks up offenses. It borrows them from whoever callously mm -hmm. and casually wants to hand them out. That's the cancel culture. It is. And so they become enslaved to yep. the offender. Yep. Do you really want that? Yep. You just allowed yourself to be offended by someone you've never met. Never shaken hands with them in the pre-COVID world, which that was permitted. You've never, <laughs> you've never fist bumped, elbow bumped, toe tapped. To, yeah. yeah, you've never done any of that with them, but you picked up an offense from them. Really, and your entire world is going up in smoke right now because you don't have the ability to control yourself. So you have become enslaved. To the offender. Yeah, but Pastor McKellop, what, weren't we challenged to gird up the loins of everyone else's minds? For sure. And change what everyone else thought? For sure. That was Paul's quest. Yes. That was Paul's quest. He wrote to Corinthians, we don't walk in the flesh. We don't war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare, you know, this is great Friday night camp meeting preaching stuff. <laughs> The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Period. Stop. Pause. That's where the letter ends. Musicians. Let's go. There is no grammatical pause there. Yes. Now, just, now that Casting that mm -hmm. down imaginations. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity wow. every thought 
to the obedience of Christ. And did you notice that? Every thought that exalteth itself. Hmm. There are some things that will enter your head that you had no control over. For sure, yes. Thoughts that you think about what you just saw, what you were just exposed to, what you just heard. Every thought that exalteth itself against the mind of Christ. Here's an important, here's an important thing for the child of God to, to remember at this point is that the adversary would like for you to feel guilty over what you're thinking. I thought you had the Holy Ghost. I thought you loved God. Why did you just think that? Why did that just enter your mind? Well, it could be because it just exalted itself. You cannot control whether you think it, but you control how you handle it. You are responsible for that. You are. So the moment that it enters your mind is not the moment that you incur guilt because it came in. Where you get guilt is if you don't control how long it stays, casting down imaginations. And if you don't do it, you've got to bring it into captivity. Hmm. You have to control it. So we need people that are control freaks. We've got to have people that control their mind. Control yourself. Yes. Yes. Control what you can, man. And if you don't, so if I just go, you know, full Red Bull mode this afternoon and go get... Of the in, which you are capable. And go get in my vehicle and put it to the floor and take off through our village and, you know, high-speed chase, you, you fill in the blanks. I eventually will encounter people that are trying to control you. Who will control me. They will. And they'll put a plate of probably gross food under the under the door every day. And they'll say, put on this jumpsuit and yeah. there's control out there. Until you learn to control yourself, we're going to help you. Mm. We're going to control you. You had an interesting thing about friendships. Yeah. And how people say, well, how come I don't have any friends? <laughs> Nobody likes me. I love Everyone else's fault. For sure. Here goes the hot potato blame game again. Yeah. You know, if, if I want to have friends, there is this golden nugget in Scripture. Mm -hmm. You keep bringing up Scripture. <laughs> There is this principle in the kingdom that says, if I want friends, I need to control them so that they can be my friends. No, actually, I need to control me. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. So it's the exact opposite of trying to hang out with people that you can manipulate into doing things, right? <laughs> Everybody wants their little click. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. antithesis of what real friendship should be. Well, you know, and you see that. You see that in strong personalities. Yeah. You and see I that. Get there are leaders. There's there's a magnetism yeah. there, but oftentimes they are con they are accused of being right. control freaks. Right. But some of that's just good leadership. That's right. There's personalities. There's hierarchies. Right. However, I think right. the most comfortable friendships are when you get around people that are controlling themselves. Right. And there is there is a symmetry yeah. to the relationship. Yeah. And I am going to make a decision to be friendly. N nobody wants a relationship with somebody else that has all kinds of red buttons in it. Oh, my word. And you are continually dancing and navigating through the the, the, the topical jungle mm -hmm. of the things you can say and can't say. People get weary of that kind of a relationship. And so they... they it's complicated. It is. It is. So if you really can't control yourself, it, it's pretty difficult to have 
meaningful relationships. I'm sure you've noticed this. Have you ever noticed there are some people that can only have one friend? Yeah, yeah. And they're just friends, 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 until the button is pushed. And then it's just a castaway society. And and I move on. And they're trash. And now I've got a new friend. If you ever find yourself sitting in a room with somebody and you look and you realize, I've known this person for a year and I'm the oldest friend that they have. That might be an indicator to you. Get ready. Yep. Get ready. I used to work with a guy in the music store and he he used this expression a lot. He said there there are American idol people. So the culture of American idol is you're only as good as your last song. Mm. So you get up, you nail it. And what is the British dude's name? I don't even know his name. The judge. Simon Cowell. Yeah. So he says, oh, it was wonderful. And everybody says, but if you do bad next week, you're off the show. You're gone. And that's what we remember. Yeah. But what about last week? Yeah. Failures are a whole lot easier to remember than successes. Yeah. And that's, that's a scary thing. So how does this apply to the church? So I come to church and I sit down in the pew and I say, Pastor McKillop, preach to me and control me so that I don't have to go home and... Yeah. You know, preachers are often accused of that, of being control freaks. Would you know anything about that? You're going you're gonna to go down to that church. Yes. Where that preacher controls you. Give me your wallet. When the reality is, is that the objective is to make a disciple out of you, not a dictator out of me. Wow. If I, through the word of God, can teach you the benefits associated Mm -hmm. with controlling yourself. Jesus made disciples. He did. He raised those guys to go and do. He did. He did. He knocked on the door, and if he didn't answer, it's no problem. Moved on. And then he chided Peter like, you know, you just cut the guy's ear off. You probably shouldn't have done that. I'll fix it. A little lack of self-control. I'll fix it. And now I'm praying for you that your faith doesn't fail because you're going to have to go do stuff. You better learn to fix that, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. How many times has God had to rescue us from our rashness? If you don't put the sword away, you may not be around for Acts 2. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody else is Oh, come on. (laughs) If you live by it, you die by it. Well, so... Worship. It's an integral part of worship. Control is an integral part of worship. David, leading the Ark of the Covenant back, dancing before the Lord with all of his might, going above and beyond. Mm. All right? He is so enthused that the Ark is finally coming back to Jerusalem that he takes off of his 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 royal apparel and identity, and becomes common. And he's worshiping publicly. Michael observes this from the window and begins to despise it in Mm. her heart. She knows. She she was raised in royalty, and she knows what kings are supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do. And so it is is in that moment, Mm. it's in that moment, that when David goes home, hmm. that she chides his worship. David is a great man. He's a psalmist. But in my opinion, he lacks self-discipline in this area because he allowed what others were thinking about his worship to affect it to the point that we never read that David danced before the Lord again. Wow. Worship is an absolute expression Hmm. of self-control, self-discipline. Here's another one. Jesus is in the home of Simon. Mary comes in. Mary has a reputation. And we all love, you know, the alabaster box. We sing about it. We great song. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But 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 there's a there's a whole component of this that 
in my opinion, supersedes the sacrificial component. Judas picked up on the sacrifice. Man, there's a year's worth of money That's wrapped right. up in this. It's a lot this of money. could have been sold and given to the poor, mm. right? The component that we seldom highlight in this moment is her ability to stay focused with everybody around, excluding Jesus, being critical. Simon being critical, Judas being critical. She stayed on point when it comes to worship, bro. She stayed on point. You got to stay focused to be able to keep your head in the moment Man. and cry enough tears to wash his feet and wipe his feet with her hair while mm -hmm. everybody else is expressing their, their opinions about you, A, and B, what you're doing, and the fact that they're attacking Jesus. I thought you was a prophet. Don't you know? What, what kind of a reputation this woman has. This is all going on in a worship service, man. And the object and the offerer stay so in the moment that it's not ruined. It's incredible. Worship is an absolute expression of discipline. It's not just an expression of sacrifice. It is an expression of discipline. You've got to stay in the moment. The blind boy sitting on the side of the road screaming, Jesus, thou son of David, mm -hmm. have mercy upon me. At that moment, with everybody around going, shh, hush, 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 shh, shh, quiet, quiet, he stayed on point. It's one thing when a baby cries. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, that kid won't be quiet. Yeah, yeah. But to have one of these inner circle disciples begin to chide, and you just keep on going. Wow, what an example. So she's at Jesus' feet. She can't control what they think about her. So she stays on point with expressing what she thinks about him. Mm. How many times have we heard it? If someone begins struggling, bro, this is pastoring 101. Someone begins struggling with offense, mm -hmm. bitterness. I can't come to church. Everybody's saying. Everybody's <laughs> thinking. Everybody's... You know, they know what I did, so mm -hmm. that is that is just step two to the lack of self-control. The lack of self-control brought about the action. Mm. That's why you have the guilt associated with it. Yep. But now you're adding another expression of, of the lack of self-control. Mm. You're staying from where you need to be, the house of God. You're, you're ceasing to do what you should do, worship God. You're being controlled. By what you think. And the reality is, is the majority of the church probably isn't even thinking it anyway. Hmm. But I, I can't raise my hands. I can't worship. I can't. Why? Because I, I don't have the control over myself. So again, coming back to, if I can't control everybody else, I just stop controlling me. Hmm. We need some control freaks. control freaks. We need them. We need them. Control yourself. So that also kind of flips a bit of what I've thought about this before we flip topics real quick, just about, you know, worship being submission. Yeah. There's more to it than just submission. Yeah. It's probably 50, 50. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's 50% submission and 50%. I don't know if that's exactly right, but it's 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 at least a combination mm -hmm. of submission and self-control. You know, you you have to be disciplined to worship God when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. That is why it's called a sacrifice of praise. Not just cuz it costs something monetarily, but it also demands mm -hmm. that when my body doesn't feel like it, or my spirit is offended and grieved, I'm going to do it anyway. Why? Because I'm controlling myself. Mm -hmm. I refuse to let the Michaels of the world and the Judases of the world dictate to me worshiping God. So it's one thing on that to let Michael 
and Judas say their thing. Yeah. But when you get them on your phone, in your social media feed, or they're texting you, that takes it to a new level. Am I right on that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Whenever, whenever, Nehemiah is a, is, a, is, a, is a class example of this. Nehemiah is trying to do something for God. Nehemiah is, is the express um, example of, of vision. Yeah. Leadership. Mm-hmm. Stepping into chaos and trying to bring order out of yeah. it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Brick by brick, he's trying to motivate people, keep them on message, keep them on point, rebuild the temple, rebuild the walls, clean up the neighborhood. Yep. And he looks up and here comes hashtag Sam Ballot and Tobias. Hmm. And what do they do? They begin engaging in conversation. Laughed us to scorn. Yeah. What it says. Notice that it's conversational. They didn't come with weaponry. No. They they came trying to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. Because if you can get them engaged in, in a conversation, you cease progress. They right. stop building. That's right. The moment that they stop start talking. Hmm. Wow. And, and so... There's times that there's going to be conflict, people. People, and not everybody's going to be happy with the progress you're making, with the vision you've got. Just mm. ask Joseph. I mean, it's great that you got a dream, boy, but that doesn't mean I have to yeah. like it. Yeah. So, in those moments of conflict where you're trying to implement calling and what God is is has has mandated for you, in those moments, you're going to experience those that want to get you off message. Even David, in his pursuit of establishing mm-hmm. um, uh, victory and, and ex- extending the boundaries of the kingdom, even before he was king, man, he comes back from, from, from this, this successful military campaign and Ziklag's going up in smoke. Mm-hmm. His wife is gone, his kids are gone, and, and, and the moment that external pressures get to the point that loyalties within begin to dissolve, that's a leader's nightmare, man. Who does he turn to for encouragement now? You know what the Bible says? Hmm. This this is the greatest expression of self-control. David encouraged himself Hmm. in the Lord. Hmm. If you're going to be a successful child of God, you've got to learn how to do that. If the only encouragement you can get and muster is when the hundred voice choir is chanting your name mm-hmm. and everybody online thinks you're a hero, there's times you have to come back when the smoke is ascending and your kids have gone crazy and your wife's taken captive, hopefully figuratively speaking. Yeah. You've got to be able to encourage yourself in the Lord. And so Nehemiah you don't think Nehemiah had to do that? All of these people are working in a chaotic situation. And Sambala and Tobias are just... They're, they're, they are trying their best to... Don't, don't forget the objective here. They could care less if they converse with you. They want to stop progress. That's right. They hate what you're doing. They do. Yeah. The objective is, is they don't want the temple rebuilt and they don't want the walls rebuilt. They want it stopped. And ironically, they do it by conversation. I really do think, as popular or unpopular as this will be, mm-hmm. that the apostolic movement needs to learn a little bit about controlling themselves in this, in this particular area. Mm-hmm. I need to learn how to control myself. Social media... Everybody's listening right now. Oh, man. Social media has made it so easy for everyone to have a platform. And just because you have a platform, you think you have a message. You know, they actually, you know what they call them? They call them influencers. Yes. Yes. (laughs) These people with millions of followers, and they call themselves influencers. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, 
And I know we've talked about this in previous episodes, but this is the hoorah of the day. The pulpit, the pulpit loses its influence. Mm-hmm. And it becomes one of many outlets. And I believe social media is a powerhouse of potential. But if we're not careful, mm-hmm. the Sanballats and Tobiases of the world now have access to us. And they hashtag us yep. into engaging in conversations that stymie the progress of the kingdom. When you're doing that, you can't do something else. Right. You have to drop the trowel to type. You have to drop the trowel and the weapon to post. Stay focused. Stay disciplined. Stay on point. There's going to be times that the church is under attack, man. Mm. There's going to be times that the church is is uh, it's feeling it it feels the oppressive heat of the heathen breathing yep. down its neck yep. because it wants to stymie. That's the spirit of the day. It wants to stymie the progress of the church. Mm. And if we stop every time that the that that they start barking out this nonsense, you know. Uh, we've got a little bit of personal experience with this. Yep. Man, are you are, are you not going to respond to that? We're waiting on your response. How come you're not going to say something? Don't you know what they posted about you? Don't you know what they said about you? No. That's right. No. Do you know what my response is? I'm going to build. That's right. I'm going to keep stacking a brick on top of each other. I refuse to engage with Sambala and Tobias. And that that that's what Nehemiah that's what Nehemiah exemplified in his leadership. What a principle. Of this moment, that I'm going to control myself. I, I can't waste all this time trying to control what you're saying about me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to control what I'm saying back. I'm not going to engage in this. I we really, seriously, yep. we really do not re- need to respond to everything. You're not obligated? We're not. Some text messages aren't worthy of a response. There, be blessed. Somebody needed to hear that today. Receive it. Receive it. <laughs> I think we underestimate the influence that is put on us by social media. Certain. And media in general. We do. Uh, and you need to learn to control it. We do. You need to be able to control yourself. Going back to Proverbs, That's you've got to, you got to control yourself or your city's always going to be going in an uproar. I, I do not, I'm not a gloom and doom, but yeah. I read my Bible. This is the end day. For sure. These are signs yeah. of the times. I think, I think we need to understand as believers, get ready. Chaos is not going to evaporate after the next election. Oh my Lord, no. This, this is here to stay, people. So the church needs to learn how to adapt to this. We need, we need to learn how to have revival to this, during this, in this, mm-hmm. as a part of this. We need to learn how to raise leaders in this. Mm-hmm. We need to learn how to raise families and build people, build people to the point that they can control themselves so that when the whole world is smoldering, man, we're still watering our lawns in, in Goshen, man. It's fine over here. Yeah, well, Pastor, have you heard about whatever? Have you heard? No, actually, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to not. Sometimes it feels good just to say, you know what, man? I haven't been paying attention to that stuff. Yeah. It is, you know, fasting is more than just food. Well, there, yeah. You can do a media fast. Yeah. Sometimes it's more painful. <laughs> if we're not careful, we really are addicted to what Sam Ballot and Tobias think. I'm not addicted. I just can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> You're never addicted until you try to quit. Yeah. You're right. Speaking so, of trying to quit, you think we should try to quit? We should wrap this up. This episode. <laughs> Longest episode ever. So let's finish up talking a bit about leaders. Um, so there's this thing that I've noticed. So when... The people that try to control you realize that they can't control you anymore. Yeah. That makes yeah. them pretty angry. 
It does. It does. You know, we've seen this, and we all we've all experienced this. And if by chance there happens to be a prodigal listening to this, they need to hear us say we love them. Absolutely. And the father's house is ready to party when they come back. Not all backsliders, that being said, are created equal. And there are those that are not happy and will never be happy until they can engage the church in some scandal. Mm -hmm. And the church just needs to grow up and be disciplined enough that haters are going to hate. Mm-hmm. And we need to exemplify leadership at that moment that says, no. Uh, and really, Christian leadership that says, I, I love you, but I'm not going to put my approval on this, and I don't have to. And one of the drums that will be beat by this sector centers exclusively around the relationship of a pastor with his with the church mm-hmm. that pastor's trying to control you he's telling you what you can do and what you can't do he's telling you how to dress he's telling you where you can go he's telling you what you can listen to and what you can't hmm. and if we're not careful this will affect the model of apostolic leadership. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this where churches really do try to control leadership. Yes. Instead of trying to control themselves, they want to control the Paul that God has, has put in their life. Israel is standing around the base of a mountain that Moses has ascended up into. They know that their man of God is in tune with God. They've seen the lightning flashing. They've seen the fire falling on the mountain. They've seen the cloud descend. But Moses has been up there 40 days, and he said he was going to be back by now. And he's not back. And so the moment I can't control my leader is the moment the anarchy begins reigning. If I can't control him, why try to control me? That's right. And so they quickly mold a golden calf, throw it together, and they begin worshiping Mm -hmm. in an idolatrous fashion a golden calf and saying, this is what brought us out of Egypt. How sacrilege, how idolatrous. All because we can't control Moses, then I don't have to control myself either. How many times are we just a few minutes away? Because there, it, it's, it's a theological point that it was, it was within, and nobody knows this conclusively, but it was arguably within just a few moments or hours of the 40-day window that Moses said he was going to be gone Hmm. that they started this process. We're not talking him being up there 80 days, 120 days. Yeah, somebody should go check on him. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they used that. It appealed to the human nature. Well, if I can't control him, I don't have to control me. Instant gratification, it seems like. Yeah. Hmm. Man, it's at those moments that we don't realize it. But I think we... We, we are on the precipice of losing or, 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 or missing miraculous moments hmm. just because we have cashed in on our control. What would have happened if Israel would have maintained control at that moment? Moses wouldn't have smashed yeah, the, the first, Ten, the ten Commandments. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have had the whole altercation that happened at the bottom with Aaron and crushing it and drinking it. And, and They lost a lot of value in that, eh? They did. They did. Because they lost self-control. <laughs> and I think the church needs to realize that, man, if God's people back then were that close to losing control, it needs to be in the forefront of our minds. 
We need to every day, our our feet need to hit the floor, and we need to be saying, God, help me stay in control of me. And it's on both sides. Moses had to deal with his own control issues. He did. He did. And that's what holds it in polarity. Preachers need to be praying the same thing. Moses is not exempt. No. And Moses ends up failing. In fact, I think the, 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 the bar is set higher because the people, Very true. Very true. The people yes. ultimately got to go into the promised land and yes, Moses sir. didn't. That's, wow. So yeah. his lack of self-control had him hitting rocks he was supposed to speak to. Hmm. And he ends up Boy, he missed out. paying a penalty that kept him from the promise. How many times has self-control kept you from obtaining your promise? Hmm. How many times has it kept me from obtaining my promise? Name, hey, <laughs> I know we got to stop, but let me just give you this. Naaman, hmm. he comes to Israel as a leper, and he is he is wanting deliverance so bad. He is packed with gold. And garments, he is not coming to freeload for anything, but he's got an expectation. And he pulls into the yard of the prophet, and he says, I want to speak to the preacher. I'm here to be healed. <laughs> and, 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 and the prophet sends out a servant and says, this is what you're supposed to do. Go to the Jordan and dip seven times, and everything will be fine. And he loses control because it doesn't fit within the borders of his expectation. That's right. He goes into a rage. He was accustomed to being in control of everything. He was. And at this moment, he was expecting the prophet to come out, wave his hand over him, and the miracle happened. But because it didn't happen that way, he loses his self-control. Hmm. Goes into a rage, rips out of the yard, and somewhere, somehow, thankfully, somebody helps bring him back to a to a to a a sense mm -hmm. of equilibrium that says man really is 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 your miracle not worth any more to you than this maybe we should just try it what do you say let's go dip seven times in the jordan and see what happens how many times has the miracles and promises of God just slip through our fingers because we're really not the control freaks we need to be. Moses isn't doing what we want him to do. Mm -hmm. The prophet isn't doing what he want, what we want him to do. And so we just ride out and we die of leprosy when we really could experience the miracle. So we really do need a resurgence of control freaks in this day and age. And I believe that with all of the chaos that's going on in the world around us and with everything burning down around us and the streets literally being looted around us, I think the church can continue to be the bastion of self-discipline that we need to be. No. You are not here to be dictated to by your pastor. You are here to control yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you can control yourself, only God knows the miracles that are awaiting you. Be a control freak. So as you've just heard, clearly the blame is on your shoulders. You are responsible for what you control today. So I am going to now leave this episode and begin to introspectively look at my own life and try to begin controlling myself better, and I hope you will too. So thanks again for joining us on Kingdom Speak. Now let me control you for 30 seconds. Pick up your phone, subscribe to Kingdom Speak right now, right now. Thank you very much. Now you can go back to controlling yourself. Wherever you have joined us from today, thank you again for being a part of the Kingdom Speak family. And be sure to tune in next week. We have another awesome episode with 
a very special. Don't, I, I almost don't said it. tell them. Thanks again. We'll see you soon on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. <laughs>